Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Joe Girardi Report is brought to you by Winters Brothers, Long Island's number one choice for waste removal and recycling services. Joe, welcome. How are you? Good, Mike. How are you? Joe, what do you think about uh, what Boris pulled about sending a player internationally, you know, rather than bucking the system, kind of looking for another trap door and to cause some more uh, fuss as far as, uh, you know, dealing with young players? Well, I don't have a problem with it. If that's the, the path that a young man wants to take and it works out for him, it might be advantageous because you think about what his signing bonus was and it'll take six years basically to become a free agent and becomes a free agent at 25, which would be quicker than here. And if he pitches really well, it's it's going to work for the player and the agent. If you were looking, if you're one of these top teams and you're starting to know that these guys are going to be on the market, uh, Scherzer, maybe Bumgarner, Keuchel still holding auditions, etc., what would you be looking for? Would it be how they're pitching right now? Would it be what you know about their history? What would it be? Look, what would you be looking for to think about which one you'd rather have to go down a stretch with? Well, I'm going to look at all the peripherals, the strikeouts, um, how much he's ahead in the count, the amount of pitches he's throwing per inning. Is he able to put hitters away or or guys prolonging at bats? Is he walking a lot of guys? I'm going to look at his command. Um, to see if we can equate it into outs. And maybe, and if he is struggling a little bit, I'm going to look to see if I can find something that I notice in his mechanics that, that might have him a little bit off track that I can get him back on track. Well, Verlander fooled me, I have to admit it. I didn't see Verlander being anywhere near as good when he left and went to Houston because he hadn't been as good the last couple of years. He had started to turn it around that year, though. If you look at his starts, he had started to turn around. But you're right, and... Um, I think he mechanically got out of whack. He had lost a little velocity, and I think he was probably trying to generate, and it was messing him up. And he realized that he could still be really successful between 93 and 97. He didn't need 99. i tell you, watching the Mets and the Dodgers last night, Joe, I was thinking the Dodgers have always had this fantastic organization, as we know. But right now it looks like they must be have, like have a factory in Encino where they're building these players. I mean, it's one after another after another. They all look like they come from central casting, these guys. Yeah, they all seem to have power. They seem to be able to run. They seem to be able to play different positions. Uh, they've done a really good job through the draft and the international signings of, of getting a lot of good players and having depth in their system. And, you know, to me, it's similar to what the Yankees are doing right now. I mean, you think about the depth that they've had in the system to be able to lose all the players that they've lost and to have the record they have. You have a guy like Tyro Estrada who comes up who dominates. You look at what Clint Frazier has done with the bat. I mean, he wasn't even on the team to start the year. Neither one of them were. Um, it's, but you guys kind of, all knew. Listen, you always said you guys all knew Frazier could hit, right? Now we know he's not a great fielder, but you guys all knew he had a very. All I kept hearing was how fast his bat was and everything. You guys always talked him up as a big hitter. Yeah, I mean, we knew that he was going to hit. Um, it was just going to be a matter of time to when he got a shot, and he seemed to have gotten a pretty good shot. And it's going to be interesting as players come back what they decide to do with him because he's been as as productive as anyone and. 
you know, I I would want to try to find a way to keep that bat around. How limiting Herman, Herman's got 60 innings pitched. We know there's going to be an innings wall here. How is that conversation going to go with as far as him with the innings this year? Yeah, I mean, they're, I'm sure they've had it. I'm sure they've talked about it, but they're kind of in a situation where they can't afford to skip him or they can't afford to um, slow, hold him back. What do you so, think they're looking at, 120, 130, somewhere in that range? Yeah, I said even maybe 140 because I think he's been up to maybe 135 in his career in the minor leagues, I think I saw maybe. So, um, you know, it's something like that, I think. And What's the best of, way, What's the best way, Joe? You want to give? You want to miss start second half of the year? You want to give him more time off in September? How do you, you want him for the postseason? How do you want to start to limit him? What's the best way in your mind to limit him? Skip a start here and there, giving the most time around the all-star break that you can give him um, opposed to the other uh, pitchers. But the problem is they can only skip so many people, and they have so many guys on the DL, it's really hard. And when Paxton gets back and CC gets back, maybe they can do it. Um, but until then, they're going to have a hard time. He's going to have to pitch. Do you, to me, I've seen enough now from Tanaka to know, at least in my heart, that I think he's going to pitch well in the postseason in big games. He's become that kind of pitcher. Do you see that with Tanaka? Oh, I, I definitely would trust him in any big start. Absolutely. Because he's, he's always, when, even when he's been iffy, when he takes the ball in the postseason, he's been really good. He, he definitely rises to the occasion in the postseason. He likes to compete, right? Yes, he does. And he turns it up a notch. But he gets a little mad at his fielders still he, to this day, doesn't he? <laughs> he gets he, more than a little, right? Well, I, so I think all pitchers get mad at their fielders. It's just how much they show. And he's one who doesn't mind. Did that, did that bother you? When you're catching a guy, did you have to cool your pitches down a lot of times to keep them from saying something, or were they, did they did they bite their lip, or were they, was it okay if they said something? No, I think at times you would talk to him saying, "Look, you know that fielder's doing everything he can. He's not trying to make errors. He's you know, and he doesn't throw his glove down when you throw a ball down the middle. You're trying to throw down and away. So I mean, it it is what it is, and it's just you know helping them control their emotions. Pitchers get emotional, and I never worry so much about what they do in the heat of the moment. I worry about what they do the next day. And, I, you know, they'll be apologetic the next day. It's just sometimes the emotions get the best of pitchers. And I could, I could always live with that. Some people, it bothers them, but it never bothered me. Do you think the opener is taxing on the bullpens over the long haul? Or do you, do you think you have to be judicious in how you use these openers? Or if you have a deep bullpen like you had or the Yankees have now, you're okay with it? Well, I, it's not so much as having a deep bullpen. It's having a deep farm system where you can call two and three guys up and rotate them as you need them. That, that's to me, is the key with the opener because it's, it's not the first inning. It's those next three or four innings that you have to get through because you can't expect your one-inning guys or your maybe your two-inning guys to do that on a consistent basis. So you've got to have that guy that kind of bridges it to the sixth inning or so, and that's the guy, to me, that's really important because if he throws on, on Monday, he's not good to you for three or four days a lot of times they get shipped out. And so you better have another one to fill that void in case a starter gets knocked out early or if you have to do an opener again. You were dead on on the Twins. That was your, your sleeper team when the season started. They have the best record in baseball. They're also on pace to hit 320 home runs. All right? So you know that if you're them, they have limited resources. 
if they go to add a pitcher, would you rather add a starter? Or, which They're not going to go for the high price guy. We know that. Or would you go a couple of cheaper starters? Or would you try to get that one good reliever? What would you? What kind of pitcher would you opt for if you were the Twins, knowing that your, li- your resources are a little limited? I am going for that, that reliever. Because when I look at their, their, their bullpen, yeah, it's in the middle of the pack, their ERA. But they're 10th in batting average against me. And that scares me because a lot of times those – those balls put in play turn out to be hits. And some strikeout guys down there, but I want I would rather have two good relievers than one starter. So you think that, especially with their ability to come from behind too, right? Yeah, well, they're going to score runs because they're, they're going to hit the ball out of the ballpark. And they have their lineup is very deep and it's balanced with lefties and righties. So uh, to me, I would increase that bullpen. I'm starting to get the idea that Cleveland, this might, they, this might not be their year, where they might not even take a run at this. I, I would not be surprised if they start moving people. Um, been a lot of rumors about that. Yeah, just because, I mean, when you look, their offense is, is not good. They're 14th in the American League. Um, they've scored, I think, 117 less runs than the Minnesota Twins. It's hard to compete. You can compete if you have all the starters healthy and throwing the way that they're capable of throwing. That's not the case. You know, they have a couple starters on the deal. Really, three if you include Salazar. And if one of those other two guys, like a Bauer, has a a bad day, it's really hard to get through. So um, when you look at their peripherals, their record is probably getting to where it should be. And I think uh, because of just some really good bullpen work, and I think they may have pitched over their skis a little bit, they were able to win some games, but offensively, they're having a really tough time. Talking with Joe Girardi, who joins us every Tuesday, talk a little baseball. We know what the Dodgers are. We know what the Cubs are. Which team do you like better rest of the season, Philly or Atlanta? That's a tough one. Um, you know, I think it's going to be whoever makes the best moves to strengthen the bullpen. I really do. Um, and I'm not sure which offense I like a little bit, better um you know i think the first five hitters for philly are really good i i think atlanta's might go a little bit deeper um what concerns me though is harper's strikeout rate this year i would love to see him cut it down and i might think a little bit different about philly yeah i think atlanta's got a nicer blend of young and old too i like that because i like their veteran guys freeman's a really good player he's always in the middle of everything you know, we know how good their kids are. Uh, obviously, Acuna, how good he is. So I, I think that I like their blend a little bit more in that, in that, in that offense. I would not be surprised if they caught them. I, I, I really wouldn't because Atlanta's starting to pitch. That's been the big difference in the month of May, and they're going to pitch. And I think their farm system is deeper to dip into, which could help. Do you think the Red Sox go full bore, or do they back off this year saying, hey, listen, we're not going to stop playing, but we're not going to go crazy to add things after winning last year? Do you think they take that tact, or do you think they go full bore? No, I don't think they'll go full bore because I don't think they can afford to um, because their salaries are so high already. But what they will do is I think they'll make moves to their bullpen to try to help it. You know, and if you have to be that wild card team, which – I really believe the teams are going to have a hard time catching the Yankees. I, I, I just really do. If they have to be that wild card team and Sale is pitching well like he's been pitching lately, it's a pretty good position to be in. Yeah, I tell you, and, and the Yankees, Yankees are 29-9 and nine in their last 38 games, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Considering the injuries, it's unbelievable how good they've been. 
and, and a lot of it is they pitch really well. Their bullpen's been great too. It yep. really has. Yeah, and and they're going to score runs. They're you know with all the injuries they have, they're still at the top and scoring runs. No, they've still scored plenty of runs, and they've gotten late hits too. They got a lot of guys, and you know, Gaudy's done well. He's done a good job. Uh, Torres, Sanchez, uh, you know, Voight, all those guys have done a really good job. Got a lot of big hits. And LeMahieu has been unbelievable. Uh, very good. Best best hitter yeah. in the league with runners in scoring position. Yeah, he has been unbelievable. And I think there were some questions: Where was he going to be? Where was he going to play on a daily basis? And that, you can't get him out of the lineup. You need him in there every day. No, it's amazing uh, how good he's been. You know, he's been a very clutch hitter, and he's gotten a lot of big two-out hits. He really has, you know, and he's not a home run hitter, but he, he gets a lot of hits going the other way. He gets a lot of big opposite field hits late in the game, does a good job. He really he really is, is more of a contact hitter than a lot of guys in our league, and that's why he's been so successful. Bellinger, you surprised he's this good? Uh, yeah, I, I mean... We we saw the first year he came up, there was a ton of talent. But to expect someone to do what he's doing, I don't think he expect anyone. But uh, this race for the MVP in the National League could be really special. Um, as you watch him and Yelich go at it, they're both such great hitters. Bellinger has improved so much his two-strike approach. And, and, and I would love to sit down and talk to him and find out, did this have anything to do with watching the Boston Red Sox play last year in the World Series and what the difference between – your team and their team was in a sense. Now, Turner's one of those guys. The Red Sox are full of them with guys that just, they don't give it bats away and they change their approach with two strikes. Did that have something to do with it? You know, his he's just, I mean, he's just incredibly talented. That's all there is to it. I mean, there's nothing he can't do. You saw the throw he made last night. I mean, the guy, there's really not, there's not a lot he can't do. No, uh, He's as good as players is playing in the game right now, and it's fun to watch. And it's even more enjoyable a lot of times when you had a relationship with the parents. It's it's kind of neat to see their son have so much success. Yeah, and he's cut the strikeouts down to where you know, let's say this year he finishes, except instead with one fifty, maybe finishes one twenty, one you know, one fifteen, one twenty. He's got thirty one this year. He had one hundred fifty one last year, so uh, you know he's still going to strike out some, but still, it's not as bad as it was. Well, let let me just throw some numbers at you. In two thousand seventeen, when he had the great year, he broke in. He had thirty nine home runs. He struck out one hundred forty six times and walked sixty four. Last year, he struck out 151 and walked 69. This year, he struck out 31 and walked 32. Yep. I mean, that's simply amazing, the transformation. And you see it in his average, in his OPS, in his on-base percentage. I mean, it's, it's remarkable what he's doing. I mean, he's hitting 383. Yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, with, with power, with 50 RBIs in a third of a season, with, with, you know, uh, and obviously with the OPS, you know, uh, uh, you know traveling towards you know, uh, 1,300. So, I mean, it's getting crazy now. Yeah, and, and, you know, when you talk about the National League, the National League maybe is not as top-heavy as the American League, but, and it, it very well could be, but it's, it's, the, the bottom is better in the National League than it is oh, in the American, American League. Oh, American League bottom is just, the Orioles and the Royals are just so bad. It's, you know, let's be honest, the Orioles played well early, and they're still on a pace to win 51 games. I mean, that's all. They, they can't win more than that. No. So it's not like he's not seeing good competition on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, it's just when the Yankees play the Orioles, you're surprised if they lose. Right. You know, I thought they might lose two games against them this year, and then they lost two in the first series. And I'm thinking, really? 
And Detroit's not very good either. No, Detroit's really scuffling. Um, Seattle has really fallen off. Yep. It's just there's teams that are going through that real rebuilding process, and um, teams like the Yankees and Houston, they're going to beat up on them, really beat up on them. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, Houston, where they're sitting, you know, do you think Yankees obviously got their eye on Houston. Houston's got their eye on the Yankees. Um, how do you feel about the Houston team? Do you think they what, – what do you think they have to do? Well, I, I, I think they're really good. I think their bullpen um, probably doesn't get talked enough about uh, how good their bullpen is with all the arms that they have down there because their lineup is so good and they're so top-heavy in their rotation with Verlander and Cole, but um, they're, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Um, I think to beat them, you're going to have to beat, you know, Cole once and maybe even Verlander once to, to win that series. If there's any team that ha- has been non-contending yet who you think could make a head forward, is there any team you think that's getting ready to move in the right direction this year? Well, I think Atlanta has started to make that move. Um, and... What do you, you know, think of San Diego? Uh, I, I think there's too much experience, inexperience in the rotation for them to make a huge move. Um, I'm not sold on that. And even though the bullpen's been great, I'm not sold on that as well. So, I, I, I like, when I watch San Diego, the one thing that they can't afford to do is to go all in this year and give away pieces that I think could make a big impact over the next five to ten years. You know, I think about Washington, and I know at the time they weren't huge pieces, but Blake Trinan and Felipe Vasquez were theirs. And you think about the struggles that they've had in their bullpen. Yep. Wouldn't those two guys look really, really good right now? It's amazing how many teams are struggling in a bullpen this year. Amazing. bullpens are being overexposed. I mean, the more exposure, the more used to, you know, guys get to seeing these guys, the better bats they're going to have. Well, it's clearly that way. I mean, you know, there's very few bullpens. The Yankee bullpen has been very good. I mean, look at Canely turning it around this year. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for him because he was brilliant for me in 2017, um, and he got hurt last year, and he's really bounced back and has had a great year. He really has. He's pitched. He's pitched exceedingly well. Would you expect it be? It'll be a hard transition for Severino to, to make it all the way back this year, or do you think it'll be it, it, once he's healthy, it'll be okay? Uh, well, I think once he's once he's healthy, he'll be fine. It's just he's got to get healthy, and the great thing is he's going to be well rested and going down the stretch. That could be very important if he can if he gets it going. I mean, do you think there's a chance still he'd miss the season or no? Well, I think there's always a chance. I mean, if you're missing three or four months, I think there's always a chance. But I really believe that he'll be back. All right, Joe. Appreciate it. We'll talk next week. Thank you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.